0: we So we're going to talk about incontinence. So two most common presentations of incontinence are urinary stress urinary incontinence and urge urinary incontinence. Stress incontinence occurs during exertion, uh, where your urethra fails to sustain sufficient closure to stop urine escaping. It's pregnancy that plays the causative role in this. In urge incontinence, the pathology is an overactive detrusor muscle that contracts involuntarily causing sensation of urgency and forcing urine into the urethra. It's normally idiopathic. Uh, urge incontinence is has a genetic predisposition, is associated with advancing age and menopause. The history in general incontinence. And the first thing to do is clarify the complaint. Um, and it could be the incontinence or it could be prolapse. The problems are usually independent of each other. Um, you need to sort out which one is which. A starting question would be, can you describe the typical circumstance where you became incontinent, which can reveal the events leading up to it? You want to ask about episodes, how often the episodes of leakage occur, number of pads used, whether or not they're soaked, um, and that can reveal both the extent of the problem and the profound effect on their lives. Next question you want to ask about is frequency of voiding and number of times a woman who goes to the toilet at night. So, voiding six to seven times a day is normal, so you want to focus on more than that. Um, and you should re- routinely ask questions about utero vaginal prolapse. Up to 45% of women have some degree of prolapse but have no symptoms. and uh, Require no treatment, but 7% of older women are bothered by their symptoms. So it's useful to ask, do you ever feel a bulge or a lump protruding from the vagina? Investigations should include an MSU and a bladder diary. Uh, if you have recurrent UTIs, you can do a renal ultrasound with post-void residual. Or a urinary pylogram, perhaps. So moving on to like stress in your incontinence, talking about a typical patient. So you've got a typical patient, usually in her 40s, Presents of urine leakage when walking briskly or exercising at the gym. She wears pads or panty liners which get wet with activity. There's no urinary urgency, frequency or nocturia. There's no leakage with the key at the door, but overall she's incontinent constantly and it's distressing. Uh, She finds it difficult to conceal it and she's worried she may have to quit jogging. Her underwear is dry at night and she may not get up at night to avoid at all. A uh, bladder diarrhea reveals a normal voided volume of 300 mL or more. On general exam, there's a demonstrable stress leak when you ask the patient to cough. She may or may not have strong pelvic floor contraction when you ask her to tighten her pelvic floor muscles. In terms of management, you want to try things like weight loss. Topical oestrogen cream for any postmenopausal women with atrophic vaginitis and pelvic floor muscle training under a physio. You can use large tampons during exercise and also use something called the Contiform device. If these fail to produce good result, you can refer to a urogynecologist who will perform urodynamic testing in preparation for surgery. Uh, This involves filling the bladder with water and observing the intravisical pressure as it's being filled. Looking for involuntary detrus or muscle contraction. So, comparing that to urge urinary incontinence. The history in urge urinary incontinence is a woman of any age who presents with symptoms of urgency. A typical patients age 65 or older and experiences severe incontinence. She feels insecure and never goes out without knowing where the toilets are. She often restricts her fluid intake, voids frequently, and always voids before leaving the house just in case. She wears thick pads that absorb large amounts of urine, because of leakage in this type is heavier than women with stress incontinence. She may or may not get up uh, um, often at night, but when she gets out of bed in the morning, she will leak on the way to the toilet. On exam, there's usually no neurological explanation uh, and coughing won't demonstrate any leak. And they've often got pelvic, excellent pelvic floor muscle tone. Investigations would include a bladder diary, which would reveal frequent voided volumes of 50 to 100 mL every hour, sometimes with episodes of nocturia. Occasionally there's excessive fluid intake, but most commonly it's not enough. The MSU may demonstrate a UTI. That may not cure them, might help. Treating might not cure, might just improve it. Management of urgent continence can be challenging and success rate is lower than for women with stress symptoms. Conservative measures such as lowering caffeine intake and diuretic use are important. Long term vaginal estrogen creams can decrease the symptoms of urgency. Bladder training is paramount and has to be distinguished from pelvic floor training. The mainstay of treatment is anticholinergics, such as oxybutynin. Uh, this is in, contraindicated for patients with closed angle glaucoma and severe constipation. Specialist referral can be considered if conservative measures fail. For stress cottons, trialling a six-month course of pelvic floor training is advisable and you want to try at least one medication and bladder retraining with a physio before referring. Other indications for specialist referral include past continence surgery, a history of both voiding dysfunction and incomplete bladder emptying, and failed treatments. Further treatment options might include intravesical Botox or sacral nerve modulation Uh, but you want to talk about risks and benefits. Uh, 1 in 20 women with who's having intravesical Botox may experience significant urine retention and then require clean intermittent self catheterization for several months until the Botox wears off. Sacral nerve modulation is more invasive, it doesn't have the risks of Botox, but it requires two procedures where a percutaneous lead is inserted posteriorly the S3 foramen and a pulse generator implanted under the surface of the buttock. Uh, It's reserved for refractory cases and not used in public hospitals.